Hi folks, this is WP Tonic, episode 94. It's a special. Introducing John Locke, who's going to be my um, ongoing co-host in the next episodes or the next season of WP Tonic. And we're having a chat about John's um, experience in WordPress. His experience has been a WordPress developer, a web designer, and a cool guy, Jiddle. Say something, John. Hello. Hello. Uh, Great, John. We're starting this off, John. So what led you into um, web design? Uh, Well, web design is is my second career. Originally... I had a first career, like first I was working in restaurants and then eventually I I worked in bakeries for about uh, 18 years. Uh, For nine years, I was a bakery manager for um, a a well-known supermarket chain. And and then I ended up working for a uh, factory bakery. But during this uh, time, I was developing a lot of repetitive motion injuries and just muscle strains. And so... I wanted to do something that I could do for the rest of my life and that I would enjoy and be passionate about. And web design is what I chose. So during the last couple of years that I was working at the factory bakery, um, I started going to online school and learning web design. And on top of that, I was reading books by Jeffrey Zeldman, Ethan Marcotte, Andy Clark, all the you know early guys on the web. And I was building sites uh, just simple sites and seeing how stuff worked and then, you know, just building increasingly more complex sites. Yeah, and you, didn't you do a, a college course, a degree as well, didn't you? Yes, uh, I did, uh, for whatever that's worth. But, uh, you know, education on the web is something you got to keep up on all the time. Yeah, it's, it's quite hard for educational establishment to keep current, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, it is a little bit tough because uh, they're always behind because they, for an accredited college, they have to get it approved by the you know college board, and, and it's it's usually a few years behind where the industry is. Yeah. So, um, what advice? Because you know, obviously, um, John's been on the show before, and um, we've we become friends and that, and I'm delighted that he decided to become a co-host. We've got a very broad audience, folks. So um, what advice would you give to somebody that's maybe looking to get into web design? Have you got any kind of tips or insights and maybe um, recommendations, some of the things you did that you wouldn't do or things you would have changed to get into it? Got any kind of insights, John? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is just start building stuff to, you know, just just to learn um, and just to scratch your own itch. You know, some of the very early sites I did were just for people I knew. But, you know, then I started approaching, like, people that I didn't know, you know, in businesses that um, I didn't know. Uh, the, the the biggest thing is is be sure if you go out on your own, like, as a freelancer, be sure to charge enough to keep yourself in business because that's one of the biggest things that I see is people don't charge nearly enough to stay in business. And a lot of people... They're around for a couple of years, but then they have to, you know, go work for an agency or something like that because they're they're charging like what they think the hourly rate should be, but they're forgetting that they have to pay their own taxes and that they're not really going to get like 40 hours a week all the time. That's quite true. Um, what about working for somebody? Was you not tempted to join an agency and be on salary? 
um, full time rather? Because I think, am I correct in saying that you've always been a, a freelancer, haven't you? Yeah, and and I've always been a freelancer, and part of it was because I didn't even break into the industry until I was about 40 years old, and because of that, like a lot of places, they kind of take a pass on you um, if you're a junior developer who's older, because they're looking for, you know, the junior developer basically is just someone who builds websites for less than a senior developer, uh, and they, they are less experienced, but... Most agencies uh, use a, a lot of junior developers to stay profitable, but they really want people who are, you know, preferably young, um, maybe unencumbered. And it was it was a little bit difficult to break in because of that. And I, mean, I did do I, I did do a lot of work for agencies, and I still do. I still do a, quite a bit of subcontracting, but I just charge a lot more. Um, when I really like stopped trying to get like a full-time job somewhere and just focus on being my own business. That's when things really started to uh, build momentum. That's really, since, that's really yeah. fascinating really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, it kind of is. You you kind of have to be uh, just all in on something. You can't be half and half. No, it's true. It is true. Um, but I think also you touched how, you know, this is a ridiculous question really, but I'm still going to answer it. Ask it, John. Um, sure. How do you avoid burnout, really? Have you got any insights? Because it's really, really quite easy in this industry to get totally burnt out, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that get burned out. I mean, and, and I can tell you, like, in my previous career, I was definitely a workaholic, too. I, I think it's a, a personality trait that some people have. Uh, and especially for men, I think it, it's really hard. Uh, to struggle with workaholism because your self-worth is so tied to, you know, work. But what I do is I make sure that that I set, you know, certain times each day that I'm going to stop. I I do take breaks. You know, I don't just sit down for like 10 hours straight. You know, I just, working for myself, I have that ability to, you know, do things at my own pace. So I, I can work a full day. And um, I don't feel like I'm burning out. So, no, oh, I can understand that. So, um, what are the kind of basic tools that you use to develop with John? So, I'm pretty basic when it comes to that. I'm pretty old school. Basically, just use a Sublime Text. I use, uh, you know, if I'm building like a custom theme, I just use something like underscores, you know, and just develop uh, on a staging environment. Browser stack is something that I use to do browser checking. Uh, you know, I have a small device library where, you know, I can check, like, mobile devices. Uh, just Photoshop, Illustrator, um, a little bit. Just really basic tools. Yeah, the so. normal tools of the trade. So, yeah, that's great. So, um, have you got any advice to the business owner looking to hire? Uh, they're looking for a custom look, and they're looking around to hire somebody got any kind of insights about how they should judge you know you know if they're just looking online and they're looking for recommendation about who might be the right person to hire the most of the business owners that i run into um that have had a bad experience say or or i should say most and definitely with small business most people have had a bad experience hiring a web developer or a team or, or what have you generally speaking don't just hire the first person that you run into. 
Don't run into the first person you get referred to. Uh, you know, kind of do your due diligence, research people, talk to different people, realize that you're going to get what you pay for most of the time. I'm not saying like every time that if you pay a lot, you're going to get quality, but more often than not. I, I would ask people what their processes so you get a good idea of, you know, have they got a plan for like approaching projects? Do they have a repeatable pattern of how they diagnose problems or do they just like jump in and, and start building stuff and, you know, figure out what the destination is later? That's great. So I think we go to our first break, folks, and we come back and learn more about John. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Well, we're coming back um, to learn more about John and how he got into uh, web design and WordPress. So, John, um, when when did you first start using um, WordPress, and have you used any other kind of content management systems, or was it WordPress and you just saw the light, John? I would say that for the most part, like when I first started, I was doing a lot of like flat HTML and CSS and and JavaScript. And uh, then I was, like, starting to look at different CMSs, uh, like WordPress, Joomla, Drupal. Uh, and, and WordPress was one of the ones that seemed the most accessible to me. And I, I've dabbled in a couple others, like Expression Engine. But WordPress is, is really just what I gravitated toward. That's what I've been using, you know, for the last five years. So um, when did you, what version, can you remember what version and uh, when you first saw it and started trying it out? Now, I don't remember the particular version, um, but it was right around the time that they were introducing custom post sites. That was like brand new. So it was about 2011 or so. Yeah, that um, was great. I think I started using it around 2009, 2009, 2010. I think it was version 2008 I started using it. Showing my age on I, John. Uh, um, but <laughs> uh, that, that, that's great, like to say. So what, what do you think is going to happen to WordPress? Have you got any kind of insights or thoughts about what um, anything interesting that might happen in the WordPress world in the second half of 2016, John? Well, the two things that I really see happening is the REST API is being more fully integrated into core. They're, they're building out the endpoints. And I think you're going to see a lot more uh, applications using WordPress as a database and then pulling that into uh, apps or, or different like applications through that. The other thing that's really interesting that I've noticed in recent news is you, you if you've read the news, you saw that... Uh, Automatic, the parent company of WordPress, is starting to go after people who have, uh, you know, WooCommerce in their domain name, much as the way that they do with the, the term WordPress. And I know that they acquired WooCommerce about a year ago. 
And I think what you're going to see is them integrating WooCommerce like more into the WordPress.com service to give a complete e-commerce solution uh, to people who want to, you know, subscribe to WordPress.com. Because I think what they're trying to do is go after competitors like Squarespace and Big Cartel and Shopify that have these type of subscription solutions that offer e-commerce. Yeah, that's great. Um, a kind of follow-over question is, um, you know, you mentioned Squarespace. Now, you've got services like Squarespace, Wix, and Shopify, and then you've got WordPress and Woo, WooCommerce. Why should somebody be looking at WordPress, John? You've got any rather than Squarespace. What, what do you think are the kind of rationality? You've got any insights about the rationality somebody should be thinking about to make a choice? Because you know, that can be a bit complexing, can't, can't it? Yeah. So, I mean, Squarespace, is, it's got a pretty robust e-commerce capability, but it's, it's pretty straightforward uh, when it comes to, like, what they offer. When you get into applications like WordPress, there's such a robust plugin ecosystem when it comes to e-commerce and memberships. Really, the sky's the limit for what you can do and and what you can build. You can either chain together uh, different plugins or, you know, build something custom that, that, you know, puts stuff together. Basically, you're going to be able to build more complex solutions with self-hosted WordPress than you are with something like Squarespace or Big Cartel. That's great. I'm going to ask a quite difficult question, but and I don't expect it to be precise, John, but I just thought you might give some insight. So let's say we're looking at, um, you know, a smallish e-commerce site done in WordPress. What do you think, you know, somebody that actually knows what they're doing, what kind of budget, realistic budget parameters should a, a business person looking to have that built? Um, maybe they tried Squarespace and their business, they want to move their business on to the next level. What kind of realistic budget kind of parameters? Can you give any insights, John? Sure. So budget is always tricky because, again, it's going to depend on the business, you know, what the business is, how much revenue they're generating from their site, and who's building it for them. You know, the larger team that you bring in and the larger that the business is that's commissioning the site, the the larger the budget is going to need to be. Now, for small businesses that I deal with, the vast majority uh, sites that I build are in that 3 to 10K range. E-commerce is going to cost more than a regular website because you have to make sure that payment gateways are configured correctly. Uh, There's more testing that needs to be done. An e-commerce site is going to cost more than, than a simple brochure site. If you are expecting to spend a few thousand dollars for a brochure site, then, then I would you know, up that to at least like five or 6000 for for an e-commerce site. Yeah, and um, what kind of t- um, so. timeline, a realistic time? I know that it's enormous variation in that as well, but can you give some, yeah. any kind of idea what a realistic timeline is in general? If you're dealing with a smaller business or a smaller organization where there's one person who's making decisions, who has the final say, and maybe it's just, you know, the marketing department or directly, you know, with the owner, most projects are about six to eight weeks, you know, but with large organizations, they can definitely take, you know, months, um, you know, and very large projects can take 
you know, you know, several months to, you know, years even, because there's so much deterioration going on. Well, that's great, um, John. I think we'll go on to our next break and then we'll finish off with a couple of questions and wrap it, wrap it up, John. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021. Well, we're back, folks, um, for our final section. So I think we've dealt with a few things. What advice, when it comes to, let's say, what is called a brochure site, what are some of the things that a client should be aware of um, before they hire a professional like yourself? What What do you think they some of the fundamental things they should understand? Uh, the biggest difference between professionally done sites that, that end up successes and sites that, you know, maybe they you cost a lot, but they end up not being a success is the planning stage. If you do a paid discovery of discovery, plan mapping, whatever you want to call it, at the beginning of the project, it's going to ensure that the rest of the project is going to stay on course and that there's no sizes and that everybody's on the same page. And what that usually entails is digging deep, finding the problems that you're actually solving and making some decisions of, of, you know, how you're going to, you know, solve those problems that, that each person is going to have to contribute to the project. So, um, so you know, look for stuff like that. Generally speaking, it's not just like I want, I want to have, uh, you know, a site that is uh, YouTube for, you know, $2,000 or, you know, uh, or copy this site. You know, that's a big thing. Like, you know, things take a while to, to get done right. You know, like planning, strategy, design, development, and testing. Yeah, that's true words. So how can people get hold of you, John, if they want to? Um, you'll be, you'll be um, joining me every week. And um, But if people want to talk more about hiring you and uh, having an initial conversation, what's the best way of getting hold of you, John? Sure. You can always find me on my website, which is lockdowndesign.com. And there's a silent E after the lock. I have an E at the end of my name. So uh, my email address is john at lockdowndesign.com. And you can find me on Twitter as lockdown underscore. That's great. And uh, folks, if you want to um, get hold of me or pass a comment, the best ways are to email me at jonathan, J-O-N-T-H-A-N at wp tonic.com or Twitter me at... Jonathan Denwood, quickest ways to get hold of me. John's, like I say, um, is going to be my co-host for the upcoming season. And also, um, he helps me. We do a live show, folks, where you can ask ask questions um, about WordPress or you're looking for any kind of advice, any kind of WordPress problem. We've got a great team of other panelists, but um, John is going to help me with that. That's on Saturdays. It starts at 9 p.m. And we normally go on for a couple of hours. And that's on Blab, Blab IM. And um, you go to the, if you want to know more, you can go to the um, website, go to the sitemap, and you'll be able to see the link. Um, and that will give you more details. So, John, thanks for um, agreeing to become my co-host. I think we've done a really nice thing. Have you got any, anything else that you, we've, think we haven't covered do due diligence and if you're a developer or a designer 
scouting a client, do your due diligence there as well. Is it? So. That's true words. It works both ways, doesn't it, John? Right then, folks, thanks for listening to this special episode. Um, next week, we'll be delving um, probably into how to choose a premier theme, the right way to choose one and the wrong way for your project or your new website. Um, have a great week. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and join us next week. Bye, folks. Hi, this is Bill, and I just want to say that uh, this is Jonathan's first show as going on, taking over the entire WP Tonic podcast. It's been a pleasure working with him, and I have decided to go off and develop a school for podcasting and netcasting, which really takes a lot of work. We are doing four shows a week, and I was doing all of the editing. Now, Jonathan has done an excellent job of doing the, the upfront work of scheduling and lining up and creating the content and bringing the knowledge base, which is really tough. The other tough thing about doing a show is the show notes and the website. So he's been handling that. I've been doing the editing, which I have the editing down to be pretty fast. But by the time I'm on the show, it just takes way too much. Four shows was too much. I was doing one podcast a day, editing every night. So I can't really build a business doing that. But I will be selective. I'm really focusing on getting high quality of podcasts. And I would encourage you all to go over to podcastershome.com and follow me and see what's going on and go ahead and join the course. We're looking at about to learn the podcast and to join the community, which will have a Facebook private site, looking at about $97. And I think that's really reasonable for getting your message out and learn to podcast. You can literally spend, you know, eleven, fourteen hundred dollars with other groups. So with that, I'm going to throw some commercials. I'll probably do a little bit of editing from now and then for Jonathan as he gets busy. The, my mission uh, is to get this first course up fast about podcasting and it will be quick but uh, Jonathan's going to learn from the show itself how to edit and we're going to figure out what we need to do to really teach people to create edit and then post up a podcast to iTunes of course Google Stitcher Radio and many other places we can shoot an RSS feed to well that said Jonathan I'm looking forward to listening to more WP Tonics and learning more and more about WordPress and again, go to both our web pages. Jonathan's is wp-tonic.com. And my main page is podcastershome.com. Till next time, enjoy your week and tune back in for WP-Tonic and learn all about WordPress. Mm-hmm.